Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in for this week's show. But before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Go to the website on your phone, join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use your promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag is where the game starts. But before anything else, like when you visit someone like Snoop and you provide a tangerine strain, <laughs> is, is there like a different, is there like a, a pressure in, in, into someone like, oh, I'm visiting Willie Nelson, I gotta get him like this. Hawaiian Kush meets Northern no, Cali. Kush. It's no, it's never really any any pressure. You know what I'm saying? It's more along the lines. It's you know when you come across something good, you want to share it with with your with your good homies who who you know are connoisseurs and and want to and might appreciate it. So it's more along the lines of instead of man, I hope he likes this. It's like I can't wait to see the look on his face. Right. You know what I'm saying? When he tastes the flavor of it, you know what I'm saying? But is it a case, though, where, like me, I'm a big foodie. Like, I like good, let's say, Chinese food. But do you sometimes crave, like, the Panda Express, like the other lower tier, per se? No Never. disrespect to the other. <laughs> Never. So it's, it's all Bentley and Ferraris now at this point. Yeah, you know, since I've been smoking OG Kush since probably 97, 98, around that time late 97 early 98 when we got a hold of it um after that it was hard to smoke anything you know beneath that and for a long time there was there was very little that can rival it you know what i mean now you have all these different flavors these exotic flavors these hybrids that are really good so it's like there's not just one great weed in town anymore there's like several great strains so you know when you get a good one that's exotic and maybe you know you know a lot of people don't have it you want to share it with your good friends you know what i'm saying and right. and uh pretty much that's how it is and when when we catch the boo-boo we're like oh man i wouldn't even give this to my worth worst enemy <laughs> you know? right so now nah, I, I never get like the the those uh nostalgic feelings ah oh, let me smoke some stress like you know for back in the day purposes forget that man i know that shit tastes awful so i don't even want it it's all bentley now yeah. is is finding the right strain like or the or the hybrid blend kind of like the same way finding the ill joint in soundcloud there's so many mixes or is it like kind of funneling it in? yeah there's so many out there now you know it's like music you have a lot of guys out there producing music some good some bad and it's the same thing with flour and concentrates and there's a lot of good stuff out there you could tell by the way that you know it looks but sometimes that's deceiving too so sometimes you have to just smoke it and taste it for yourself but you know there's a there's a lot of people that have stepped their game up in the cultivation aspect of the game the curing process the flush out process the grooming part there's a lot of people that have become masters at that and they make the flower look 
amazing you know and that's that's what you look for somebody that that cares that much that they make that flower look amazing so when you look at it it's undeniable you, there's it's not really leafy you see the trichomes it's tight it smells good it's not over dried it's not under dried and it's flushed out completely you know that's that's what we look for and, and if if you've been smoking a long time you can tell when somebody's put that kind of care in in the end though does cali hold the torch yes they do uh, truth truly we we hold the torch here a lot of people will, will argue that throughout the country and throughout the world but it is just the plain fact we have pretty much one of the best climates for it if not the best our growers from northern cali to southern cali have the best science i think the best formula for creating these exotics and these different flavors and um, I, I stand by that i haven't been anywhere in the world that has had herb that was better i've 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 been places that have really good herb that rival what we have here but not better and not as much like here in cali there's several great strains i would say there's probably at least 25 top not strains that no nowhere else in this country or in the world could touch these particular strains but if you go to places around the country there are growers there now those special ones that grow it like we do here in cali it's just there there's so few of them in comparison so that's really what it is is that you have a lot of people out there with talent but maybe they don't have the knowledge that that our guys do here and that was the same thing that, that, that was the case when Holland was the, the big game. You know, we, everybody looked to Holland as the mecca and the, the epicenter of education towards cultivation because they did it so freely, you know. But somewhere along the line, California caught up. And to me, and if you ask some of the people out there in Holland, they'll tell you the best weed in the world is right here in California. So let's say... The Kobe Bryant of weed is Cali. And the second place is a football field of dog shit as a second place. Distance, what would be the second place? Um, that That's hard to say because, like I said, there, there's a lot of places that have stepped up. But, you know, it, a lot of people would easily say Denver and Washington. Ah. You know, because of their legislation and why it's, you know, it's so open there now that they have legalization in place. So their law's a little bit more lenient. Um, a little bit more open for them to cultivate but again you know with Denver it's a different climate over there same thing in Washington but I think if you have the guys with the right knowledge and the right education of how how you cultivate this particular this particular flower or plant whatever you know they could stand to be the best too it's just about it's spreading over there the way that it's spread in California here and people wanting to actually be known for being great growers, not just for having a bunch of flour, but having the best flour. And I think that, uh, you know, Denver and, and, and Washington can make a, a, a great case, strong case right? a strong case for being number two together. Now, themically, with Be Real TV, you know, that's the first thing they, they think of, right? Like weed-centric. But really, it, it's a backdrop of a continuum of the golden era culture now. Right. Um, 
How do you find your talent or how does talent become part of the Be Real fam? Well, we've become just a platform for for that golden era and for the new school. I mean, we don't discriminate on any of it because music is music. I like it all. You know, I can't sit here and say like some of my peers that I don't fuck with the new shit because I do. I, I, I strongly believe that that uh, some of these new cats are, are doing some solid shit and I would gladly collaborate with them, you know. So for the platform that we built here with Be Real TV, we looked at it like we're trying to be the platform that gives everybody a look. Not like radio where it, it's limited to the looks they can give. We want to give a look to everybody. There's no favoritism. It's not like, oh, we only want raw hip-hop here or, you know, that that sort of role hey we want hip-hop here we want pop here we want reggae here we want metal here we want everything here so you know we're, we're trying to extend beyond what people think we are and uh, be a little bit out of the box in comparison to what other people are doing in the nature of doing um you know internet-based blog sites or entertainment sites and, and and whatnot you know so we're trying to lend ourselves to everybody in that that regard so on, 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 I need your opinion on this because I'm pushing 40, so I come from the golden era ear. Right. But don't you feel the novelty of remixes is done because the kids, all they do is remix? Uh, well, it's, it's one of those things that um, when something becomes popular, sometimes people oversaturate you know, the game with, with what is popular. But still, even so you'll still have mixtapes out there or or remixes out there that are undeniable and it's you got to be willing to to sift through all the bullshit that you have to do to find those um you know a lot of stuff in in, in the in the music industry has has become played out you know the old format of how you put a record out you know some would say that's done but they keep doing it because to a degree it still works you know um so i i think it you know it's just gonna evolve until something so somebody does something different and somebody calls it something different and then it'll and, and then that'll be the next popular move that people oversaturate but to me yeah i mean i think remixes will always exist you know i i just i strongly believe that if if you come with something different you know, no matter how many people are doing these remixes, it's always who has the best one. I'm going to make a statement and I want you to react to this. The reason why cats like K-Dot are so supreme, aside from their talent, is this generation, they don't feel. It's not like the pressure of an MPC pad. Everything's digital. Oh, I got 50 likes. Hmm. Oh, I got three reblogs on a mixtape by big dudes do you think that's a certain to a certain extent why there's a lack of mcs because there's so much digital distraction well i i think there's just a disconnect period because um the bridge between the old school and the new school for so long was broken so the new school really didn't give a shit about being educated about the game that they do they they just do it you know, hey, this is what I do because I love to do it. This is me. You know, I, I, I want to be famous. I want to say shit. I want to, like, you know, tour. I want to be an artist. You know, and this is this is their the way that they're doing it these days. You know, and 
you know, the artists back in our time in the golden era, you had to pay dues in a different way to get on. You know, you just couldn't get on. You just couldn't just make a record and make a mixtape and put it out there the way that people do. There was a there was a certain grind and a certain stamp that you had to have from other people to get put on and these days that doesn't exist and i think a lot of the the cats from my generation resent that fact that these young bucks have it so easy and they don't really know the game the way that we had to learn the game but hey that's the way biz the business is, evolves and you can't blame them for that you have to blame the business you have to blame the the lack of education and take the responsibility as the artists before us educated us to a degree they passed the torches to us they weren't salty with some of us that were coming in with this new style of hip-hop for some reason our generation has become salty with this new <laughs> with this new generation that don't want to pass no torches don't want to give no education don't want to give no endorsement so those bridges were burned for such a long time so now you have hip hop A hip hop B and people have to choose which style of hip hop they like to a certain extent though the culture of 70s to let's say 98 uh, there weren't plugins to help give out polyrhythmic patterns right there weren't so much technology yeah. to help you produce you're, something you're, you're speaking to the electronic style of production now right right so you think about it like this right which the tr808 by the way that came from our era exactly so this is just a a, a simpler way to get that sound into the production all these different plugins it made it so that you know producing a a, a mixtape or whatever you know a song one song or an album made it easier for anyone to do it and it made it more affordable so that you don't got to spend all this fucking money right in some points you sacrifice the dynamics of 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 listening to hip-hop and the vibe is through those dynamics through those different samples that that are chopped together to make this track you know what i mean that 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 part is lost because that was an art form that a lot of producers were skilled at and they were masters at. But when some of these artists that we were sampling from are taking all of our publishing for this sap for these samples, it pretty much sabotages the style of production, which some of these great producers are known for. So now these young these young guys seeing that the older producers are getting tapped for their publishing because of all the samples they say, "Ah, well you know what? I'm not going to go that way because I want all my publishing. I'm going to fuck with this keyboard and learn how to do this and this and that." And now you have this new style of production without the layers, without the samples. Why? Because people don't want to give up half of their publishing to these ungrateful bastards that you sample from and they sell end up selling back catalog on but they're still salty with you because you sampled their shit and they want to take half of your writing half of your publishing you know that's why a lot of people have have leaned away from using samples unless you chop them to a degree that they can't can't be recognized right you know and i think that's one of the parts why you've seen such a a, a switch in the production of of hip-hop music tons of hi-hats tons of Boy, hi -hats. do they push the fuck out of the, the hi-hats <laughs> hi 808s and rim shots uh let's talk about mile high and and this is really homage to you um when war heroes get their become amputees 
there's a thing called phantom limb syndrome yeah where, where the where arm's you, gone but there's but still, you still an think itch it's there yeah the, the itch is there it, it, is it wrong for me to theorize that mile high you just released yesterday that that is a case of phantom limb syndrome for the culture and being an MC and a producer yeah I mean it, for me it, it was something um, like with with the prescription album it was something that I wanted to do different something that you know sonically we don't do with Cypress Hill and that I haven't done with you know in my hip-hop career but you know with the weed stuff it wasn't necessarily an itch per se it was it was the fact that I was doing this album as Dr. Green Thumb and I wanted it to be all about the culture and you know Mile High was I think one of the uh, probably one of the first songs we recorded on the album and you know we kind of did it like a duality thing because I'm a Gemini and and um, Dr. Green Thumb is my alter ego right so we went from Be Real on that album into Dr. Green Thumb and the Mile High is is the one of the first be real songs so it's be real going into dr green thumb from that song and just embracing that culture not doing a reference not doing one song on an album so that i could keep you know the weed had heads happy no this was a whole fucking album for them for that culture you know speaking to it you know celebrating you know the 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 fact that we have two states legal and 18 others with legislation and few more about to roll over and, and two actually two more states becoming legal in Portland and in Alaska, you know, and even around the world, you got Uruguay, you got uh, Spain and, and a few others that are going to roll into legalization. So this album is a celebration of that culture. So it was more like, yeah, it was a hell of a niche. <laughs> uh, ironically, you, you use synths. And pads yes, are I from did. the analog era, which yeah. which I appreciate. Yeah, you know, we you use a little kits, bit of everything. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. you, you blended both modern and yeah. I don't want to say classic because it still sounds good and it could be in heavy utility. I, I know uh, Miss Producer Laura and Publicist Laura want to out, but let me put you on blast <laughs> okay. real quick. All right, let's go. Here we go. Jimmy Iovine or Russell Simmons? Ooh, Jimmy Iovine. Real easy Russell for you, right? Simmons. That's easy. That's Russell Simmons. Why, why, why Russ? Because he pioneered this shit. You know, he showed us all that, you know, he started completely independent, you know, um, from a management dorm company. Room. Yeah, dorm room, management company, record company, and then eventually to being an entrepreneur. He, he did all that from scratch, from the bottom. And I would, I would, it would, it would be, um, without saying that everybody had to be inspired by the moves that this guy did. Because if, if he hadn't, a lot of us wouldn't know to make the moves that we made as businessmen outside of artists. And Russell Simmons, I think, was one of the first guys that showed us that. Jay-Z 1.0, technically the corporatization, right? The, the, the first, well, you can't even say the first Jay-Z because Russell Simmons is a man all his own. He was, very gorgeous. He was the template for guys like Jay-Z and 50 Cent and the rest of us to follow. Okay. Um, if, if you had to choose to represent Detroit, the D, is it Eminem or Dilla? 
That's a fucking of course, question. Of course, of course, I'm putting you on blast, dude. I, I gotta put you on blast that way, man. That's so cold-blooded of you. Well, Plug one too, man. That's how we do our interviews. You know, because Eminem is my my favorite MC of all time, and I, I think I've said that many a times. Him and KRS-One are my two favorites of all time. So it's you know, as a fan, I would say Eminem, but in reality, gotta give it to Dilla. Okay, let's say again to that. Chris One or Public Enemy? Oh, you're fucking cold-blooded. Yes, sir. Cold-blooded. These are my two teachers, man. Chuck D and KRS-One. Um, shit. But I'm going to have to go with KRS-One. Okay. Danny Trejo or Edward James Olmos? Ta That's cold-blooded, too. Oh. This is jujitsu and da- Muay Thai. Danny's, I'm wearing a Muay Thai shirt here, man. Danny's my fucking homie, but you know, I, I gotta go with I gotta go with the OG OG, you know, fucking Edward James. Almost. Okay, finally, Spike Lee or John Singleton? Psh, John Singleton. Why John Singleton? Because it seems like Spike's body of work stretches. You know, I'm a fan of Spike. And I'm, I'm really swaying you one direction by no, the no. way I'm manipulating. No, 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 no. I'm a, I'm a fan of Spike. I, you know, I appreciate his work. But I mean, you know, John Singleton with Menace to Society, that, you know, that was like something that captured the West Coast, like, brilliantly. Like, the, the, the motherfuckers was living this life like that. No exaggeration. Who got so, snaps for the Petro? You know, you know that that's West Coast. Like it's when West, people used to yeah. misconstrue you guys. When I heard Puto, I'm like, no, they're not East Coast. Yeah, you know, they're from the West. Oh, we we had a little bit of East Coast influence though, because you know we were big fans of everything East Coast. You know, we were NWA fans, and and you know, a lot of a lot of groups out here that that we loved. But realistically, we were East Coast fans like you know epmd run dmc public enemy krs1 and all those guys were so we were following that so our sound was very east coast-ish but our our style in which we were kicking our our lyrics and our content was a combination of east meets west or west meets east if you will so a lot of people were confused in the beginning like where are they fucking actually from you know because we called ourselves after cypress hill which there's a place in in new york called cypress hill so people were thrown off but yeah you know we're west coast and you know john singleton captured that west coast um that west coast vibe what was happening at that time in that movie and uh, to me that was big you could never forget a lot of that shit the lovely publicist laura Uh, is it can, can we go five more b can you go five? i'll give more? you three give me three more yeah okay so when it comes to the case of music production do you stand by using analog and then bounce and mix to pro tools or is it now you have to be practical and go via laptop production and music production well if i'm doing it if it's me i'm doing a combination you know um of some some plugins in analog that's because that's just the way that that i do it but i don't really dictate to any producer who's producing music for me as to how they do it you know what i mean because some people like using all the old shit some people can't stand using all the old shit it's too expensive and you know too much fuckery for them so they try to keep it simple 
But uh, for me, as long as I feel the beat, no matter how it's made at the end, I don't give a shit what they used. As long as I can feel it and people can feel it after after we put it down you know what i mean and but there's something to be said about going to an actual studio using a fucking ssl or an eve board and all that yep. out, out um board shit all the analog stuff because it gives you a sound that is so big you and know, warm and warm and so you can go one or the other people your average person out there cannot tell the difference only people that do music can really tell and people that are around music like that like you know those are the those are the folks that can tell but the, but the, the average person out there that is, are listening they're not listening that deep so you, they can't really tell so where are the links that w people can find you? Uh, Be Real TV, aside yeah, from that? Yeah, I mean, we do our, our uh, Dr. Green Thumb broadcast on Be Real TV Monday through Friday at, at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, um, which is at www.bereal.tv, or they can catch me at Instagram. It's just simply Be Real, B-R-E-A-L. And uh, the rest is pretty much similar, man. You know, I'm easy to find. The Post Analog Podcast. For Generation X. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.